turned off the music. We can go now. Okay, so it's the 30th of September. It's John Fleming. It's Kate, Kate Copstick. It's the Gradually Club Get podcast. The name right. I've got a cough. She was getting rid of hers. Cough? Uh, it's, just, it's just gone into a. <coughs> this is. It's gone into a paroxysm of hawking and spitting. And do you know the main area from the last act of La Traviata? Of course I don't. Oh, well, in that case, you can't die yet before you, uh, before you learn it. Is it consumption? Yeah, a bit of, uh, you know... <laughs> Everyone in the 19th century died of consumption. Absolutely. Yeah. Being, being eaten alive by... No, we're not going to go there. I don't even know if they had... See, I didn't know they had it much anymore. But anyway, so I, I got a, a, whatchamacallit, a blood test yesterday. You see, if you, went to a, if you went to a proper hospital... Which hospital did you go to? You went to a GP? Bar- GP and then Barnet. For a chest, Barnet? A chest x-ray. New Barnet. Barnet. Hi, Barnet. Some sort of Barnet. Barnet Hospital. What's you, got a, a, you go to a hospital named after... A hairstyle. For, for northerners? No, no, no. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Sputum, so, sputum. so you go to some rural hospital to, to get an x-ray. Did they... Okay, was it done on an NHS sketch? I don't know. Was it? Weren't you watching? No. If there was a man in the corner making little squeaky noises with a board in front of him... No. No, right. No. It, it was a lady who said, go up against this, and then she put some target on my back. Yeah. And aimed it at me. It was still beyond me. Yeah, did you, did this, you feel pain the, in your back? No, this is a comedy broadcast. I know. Well, you know, I find it funny. Sputum, they call that sputum, you know. That's disgusting. I know. Who would have known? That is just absolutely gross, and, and I we, don't think there's any need for that. And were you saying you had a subject related yeah. to comedy? What? No, well, not really. Except, well, do you think Kate Smithwaite's related to comedy? I'm saying nothing. Ah, she's been on... Um, you like Kate Smirthwaite? I actually do like Kate Smirthwaite. I disagree with about 75, between 75 and 79.5% of everything that she says and or thinks. That's quite low for you. But I like her. I think she's smart. Uh, she's, she's, she's a good woman. She's just been hideously infected with feminazism. Um, and so today, well, no, oh, I think it was probably yesterday, because there, there was a Facebook hoo-ha about it. Um, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't read Facebook. I know, I should stay off Facebook. Right. But sometimes in the still of the night, in my cold, tiny, overpriced Shepherd's Bush flat, it's all the comfort I've got, John. Even my cat left me. You have a pussy? I'm trying to lure. I'll let that one pass. What happened to you, pussy? I will let that one pass, John. I just... It's, it's below the... I was going to say it's below the belt. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, I'm trying to lure a fox into my back garden. That is not any kind of euphemism well, or... Well, you originally said a fox was out of the question. No, that was a quick fox. This ah. is quite a slow fox. In fact, it's two foxes. Uh, what, what, is, what are two foxes? What's, what's a collection of foxes? Uh, it's a pair, a couple, like a, a fox, a, a, a uh, dog fox and a vixen is what. And, uh, we're getting back to Kate Smith. So right? I'm trying to lure them into my garden with dog food. She says I get off the subject. I know, anyway, Kate anyway, anyway, so. Fo- Foxy Kate. Well, it was you that started it with all that pussy talk. Foxy Smith. So Kate Smith, yes, uh, she, there's a bit of a hoo-ha. Uh, on Facebook, <coughs> and she is, she, or was, it'll be done now, uh, so this is old news, um, uh, doing a, a thing on, a discussion on Sky oh. uh, about people who use, and you see, you see, the debate was about, the, the debate, uh, the whine was about uh, men who use kind of pet names. 
in the workplace. Oh, pussy. Do you, do you get where I am, darling, sweetie, love? Um, oh, it depends where it is. If it's in Yorkshire and they call... Well, you see, and they don't... It, it, was, it was specifically targeted at men. Hmm. Um, or it, you know, it was about whining about men, whereas women do it too. The, th- the interesting thing is, I'm just going to, you see, I'm glad I interrupted you there, John, because you thought you were about to speak, but you weren't. What you were in fact about to do was cough, which doesn't make for good podcasting. So I'm just going to continue now. The, um, one of the interesting things is that I don't think this is a male-female thing. I think yet again, it's kind of a class thing, because one of the greatest and most misguided uh, feminazi types that I know is a ma- another marvellous woman called uh, Sarah Chu, who's a theatrical type. She genuinely is, you a know... A theatrical type? She's a, a marvellous, marvellous, marvellous woman. She's funny, she's talented, but she gets hideously into all this... You know, she's one of these the word Nazis that you can't... You know, you shouldn't be calling an intersex person uh, he or she or they or anything. Anyway, she gets very... Uh, up in the air about sexual politics. However... I never got complaints for last week. She is, uh, as I say, she's a theatrical type. So she's all, she always calls me, darling, all right, you know, sweetheart, ooh, love. Now, theatrical types, uh, you know, artistic types, telly types, they do that all the time. I'm a telly type. Telly You wear a telly type, John, let it go. I'm a telly type. Let it go. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so they, and, and you know, posh people, darling, sweetheart, love, and they're not having a go, no one's having a go at them, they're having a go at normal blokes in a normal workshop, they go, can you pass me the pen, sweetheart, or, all right, love, now, again, I would say to you, and I am saying to you, in fact, I am, I am as good as my word, I am saying to you, it's about how it's said. So you go, all right, love, that's fine, that's just nice. And then you you go, um, oh, is that all right, love? And it depends which part of the country, because there was a thing years ago where some council had told its workers that they couldn't... It was in a care home for old people, and they said you mustn't call the old dears love because it was demeaning to these old people. Uh, which you think, oh, it was in Yorkshire, yeah. where everyone calls everybody love. Yes. And um, I mean, if you say sweet or love, I mean, that's East, if you're in the East End, everyone calls everyone that, you know, London. Anyway. Uh, you know, I, I, or, I or, or if you're in Glasgow, you just call the cunt. It's a term exactly, of, endear- of endearment. Uh, hen, everyone gets called hen. hen. In, I was slightly taken aback, but I, I got to really like it. In uh, Plymouth, everyone calls you my lover. All right, oh, my yeah, lover. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, which is lovely. <coughs> Which is loverly. I know you, it's probably true. Well, indeed, I did get about a bit, as usual. When do I not? Um, I, I, and, you know, I, I, one of the ones that they were complaining about mostly uh, was uh, Babe, which, but, but again, that a lot of women call one another, all right, Babe? You all right, Babe? I would have said that's sort of Essex, Babe. Well, it, it is, con- and it's, it's all about how. It said, yeah, what the yeah, fuck's yeah, wrong yeah, with it? Yeah. As I pointed out on the heated debate online, <coughs> there's bad shit happening. You know, if you're talking about horrible things happening to women, uh, which they always eventually are, because that's all we fucking moan about nowadays, um, 
there are worse, there are proper bad things happening. But there is a post on Sky News or someone has done a thing by Emily Hill, who's a, an editor. Yes! Have you seen that? Oh, I love it. Editor. At The Spectator. At The Spectator. Uh, who's done a thing about wolf being wolf-whistled. That isn't the end of the world, love. It's not a, it's not a war crime. Whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, I was, it was in the, in the summer, now past, I was walking down a Starfield Road, where, because now we're part of the Askew Village, John, part of the Askew Village, people are just doing unspeakable things like excavating their basements, and so there's always um, work, you know, work going on. There's a lot of cosmetic stuff, and so I was walking down the road towards the bus stop, and uh, I there was a wolf whistle. I thought, uh, okay, John, I hoped that it was for me. Sadly, it wasn't. There was a rather attractive girl walking behind me. But I turned round. Might have been for you. I turned round and looked up at the scaffolding. <coughs> and the, and the, the builder chap up there went, Oh, sorry, love. I went, No, 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 no. I said, That's the best thing that's happened to me all year. I said, I feel rather lovely now. It's, it's a nice thing. It doesn't translate immediately to, I would like to leave. I would like to anally rape you and ruin your life forever. It's just tantamount to going, oh, nice. And, and that's lovely. Well, don't you worry your pretty little head about it. Well, thank you, John. <laughs> thank you, Cheeky Chops. Uh, no, no, there was a video last year, a couple of years ago, on, on, on YouTube or somewhere, where this woman walked through New York for like 40 yeah. minutes and all the reactions she got, and it was said to be sexist. I wasn't oh, no. altogether sure oh, it, that was. Was, I mean, it was. That was... It was, hello, babe, you look quite lovely. Yeah. Or, I mean, and they went, there was all the, all the, the kind of very things. right on brigade were going, uh, they, it was so dark, it was so dreadful, <coughs> and some women have to cope with this every day of their lives. Because that was one of the videos that I showed to my ladies in Kenya. And I said, you know, come and, I said to Doris, come and look at this, come and look at this. This is uh, online, and everybody, like the, the Wazunga white people, uh, are going... This is, you know, this is a big, big thing. What sort of ladies are these in Kenya? Uh, my, my, my prosy ladies and my ladies that I start up in businesses. Uh, amazing, powerful, incredible women who really wouldn't mind if you called them the equivalent of uh, love or babe because the kind of thing they're used to be, to, you know, putting up with are being smacked in the face. Um, and through your charity, Mama Be a Shara. Uh, this is correct. Blood. Uh, uh, so uh, I showed Doris and a couple of other uh, women, Purity, and this video, and I said, "This is, you know, this is. They're showing this. It's like abuse of women." And we just sat there, and at the end, they went, "But nothing happened." And it was, it was pure. You know, you're absolutely <coughs> right. It was that uh, oh, nice tits or whatever, and uh, she didn't exactly go through. I'm not saying that that necessarily should make a difference, but uh, if she'd been going through the streets in a cagoule, it might have been a bit different. I kind of remember she was really nicely dressed, quite tight-fitting stuff. She was a very good-looking young girl. Woman, sorry, young woman. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and there was absolute outrage. 
So what... I, mean, I, think, I think saying four, the equivalent of four, isn't actually awful. If you say, hello, I'd like to fuck you up against the wall, that's, exactly. that's, that's a bit further. That's a bit forward. I think you could call that a bit <laughs> forward, John. And it's not something you would do, is it? Except in Glasgow. Except in Glasgow. Where is it? What have you uh, got against Glasgow? A woman in a wall. <laughs> no. What have you got against Glasgow? When I was about eight, I, I was on a pedestrian crossing in Glasgow and nearly got mooned down by a car. I never forgave them. I prefer it Edinburgh. It's hardly the same as fucking a, a, an unwilling woman up against a wall, uh, is it? I, and I had a great aunt who lived in Morningside in Edinburgh, so a bit of class in Edinburgh. Well, absolutely. I think you're hanging about with Ginny Godley too much. <laughs> oh, my God, talking of which. Oh, God. Again... I have researched this one, John. Oh, good grief. Because you know my penchant for looking at something on Facebook and going, that looks interesting and a bit extreme. Uh, I'll just repost that, only to find out that it's some kind of uh, neo-Nazi campaign or complete rubbish. Or it's a reposting from 1846, because I didn't check. Oh, you didn't read it? This one I checked. Uh, and read what there was to mm. read. And it's like... I feel a sense of impending doom here. Well, you should. It's like the only way is Glasgow. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's luckily, and I thought horrifically, because Janie's post said the only way is Glasgow, yeah. I thought, fuck, it's going to be like big-time television. It's an online uh, television mm. uh, channel. Yeah. And it's, it's called Glow. Glasgow, right? Yeah. And uh, it's... I have never, you, if anyone hasn't seen it, so it's, if you go anywhere near, near any of Janie's posts, um, Janie Godley, Janie Godley, uh, <coughs> comedian of that parish, um, drink, John, drink. This could be the last podcast, people, the way he's sounding. Um, the man who is currently taking a lot of the phlegm out of Fleming. Yay, See what I did yay, there? Yay, Fucking yay, hilarious. Yay. Who yeah. says this isn't a comedy podcast? You should be a writer somewhere, but not in English. Yeah, right. Uh, so where was I? Yes. Uh, and there's the... the, the, the G-O-D-L-E-Y. Godly. Jamie Godly. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, while we're at it, Ariane Shireen. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we haven't mentioned Lewis Schaefer. We haven't mentioned Lewis Schaefer. Not for ages. Weeks, weeks, we're uh, letting him down badly. Yeah, anyway, Jenny Godley. Uh, Godley. Yeah, so uh, she's posted them. And the, some of the publicity shots... Ariane. I have never ever seen anyone that looks like any of these people oh, anywhere she, near she, Glasgow. That's what she was saying, wasn't it? It's just, I've never, you know, there's no, there's no wee fat bochily women, there's no bad skin, mm. there's no gingers. But they're, they're, they've all got orange skin and white dresses. The, well, you see, it's orange, I know, mm. and, and kind of off the shoulder, fake tits. Yeah, and as, as Jenny said, there's no, no blacks, no, no, no Asians, no... There's any. no, there's no scars, <laughs> there's no, the guys... <laughs> The guys look quite tall. I mean, the average Glaswegian man's about four foot eight with his hands up so in stack heels. That's a violent hobbit. Well, exactly. With, that's hair, it. with hair on the feet. Yeah. That's the one. But uh, so there's that. And what else is exciting in the world of comedy? Uh, not much. Oh, was that it? That was it. What else? Well, you come on. You bring up. You bring something to the table, John. You bring something to the table. Thought, or I'm going to have to get Facebook up there and I see should, what's happening. I thought we should talk about our, our rest of our careers in children's television. These people probably, well, a lot of people probably don't know you, you're in number 73. I was Sat in number 73. Saturday morning children's show. I um, went for a checkup uh, at the rheumatology clinic and was met by... During number 73? No. By this rather uh, very charming this, young this week. comic. This week. This was yesterday, John. Yesterday. Ah, ah, you see? Current. Ah, ah. Fucking this podcast is nothing. Oh, sorry. Nothing if not current. 
not, not when I posted two days later. Uh, good point. It, okay, this was two days ago, John. Three days ago. Uh, four days ago. Uh, so you can edit in that uh, yeah, depending yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. when you actually post it. Edit. Uh, um, sure. So, yeah, and... Is it, uh, Dermatology. Uh, uh, Catherine Copstick. They call me Catherine there. <coughs> not dermatology, John. Rheumatology. Uh. My skin is well. My skin is saggy and wrinkled, but that's because I'm unfeasibly old. It's it's my inner that's falling apart. So room, room. So uh, and this this charming young chap said, uh, "Now I, I feel um, I feel you should know. In the interest of full disclosure, I do know you uh, from your uh, profession, professional capacity. So uh, it it might not be quite ethical." Uh, for uh, me to examine you, uh, would you rather see another doctor? Were you disrobing at this point? And I, no, I immediately—I barely got through the door. Uh, I immediately thought, oh, "Porn." When people say that, I always think porn. That is their roundabout way of saying, "I watch Porn Week," or "I've seen your name <coughs> in a porn film," or "A friend of mine uh, saw you on a porn set," or whatever. So I immediately said, do you mean porn? And he looked very taken aback. So he said, no, 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 comedy, comedy. So I'm like, no, that's fine. And he, in fact, is yet another of the medical fraternity who's doing stand-up. And I have no... Hannah Oldman is a comedy agent. Get your fucking act together. Because this chap was uh, up in Edinburgh doing a split bill which sounded absolutely fascinating, and I don't know how I missed it, which was, as the young people say, my bad, in one way. Um, I don't remember even reading about it okay, in the main brochure, but he's got a fucking agent, Hannah Oldman. Pull the finger out, Hannah. I should have known about these people. And what's his name? Can't remember. Can't say. It would be, you know, it wouldn't be right, John, because uh, he's doing a show in Edinburgh next year. All about you. No, no, no. It, again, sounds absolutely fascinating. It's like a kind of, um, not exactly a history, but it's all uh, the, the narrative arc follows black music in this country from the 70s to the present day. The last one was about the science of comedy, predating Jimmy Carr's very excellent TV show about the science of comedy. Um, but very smart, very lovely. Uh, did a marvellous blood test where apparently my blood glows in the dark if I've got TB. And I haven't received the phone call, so I'm assuming it's not glowing in the dark. Uh, and absolutely okayed me to neck a handful, well, not a handful, um, some tramadol or whatever if I'm feeling shit, rather than trying not to take anything ever. Uh, so, so why was that? Well, that <coughs> see that's comedy because he is a comic, and one of the increasing number of the you know the medic comedy crossover. So has he got pictures of you in the nude now? Well, uh, he said uh, if you could just so he is one of the f many people. Few, one of the few comics that I've actually got my tits out in front of. Oh, come, come, come. No, very, f relatively few comics. Uh, most recently, the fabulous um, Jordan, uh, not that Jordan, Jordan from Axis of Awesome. Ah, uh, you see, you missed the first podcast that I did at the Underbelly. We were in the um, 
the abattoir bar. People are now vomiting into their coffees listening to this. But there was Jordan uh, Raskopoulos from the Axis of Awesome. Uh, and the marvellous Samantha Presidy, who was doing the, the kind of sexual politics show. And she, on a regular bit, while well, every show got her tits out, that's her thing. She's very big on the whole free the nipple thing. But she said she kind of she was going to do her entire Edinburgh show last year, topless. And uh, so there was uh, Jordan, Samantha and myself. And at the climax, and I do not... You know, I use the word advisedly, John. The climax of the show, uh, we all whipped up our tops and got our tits out. This was uh, uh, an audio podcast. An audio podcast. For but why, we enjoyed it. For why did you take your tits out? I can't remember now, John. We were all very drunk. Ah, surely not. Uh, but there was a couple of other people there. I thought I might do a topless show. Wow. I've got quite good tits now. Have you? I have, yeah. Oh, but, you know, they might wither and drop off if you've got TB. Oh, wow. TB or not TB, that is the question. Indeed it was. I set that one up very nicely for you. So where was I before that? Yes, Doctors, Comedy, Number 73. Yes, I I did... um, Uh, as a play school presenter, I did uh, a whole load of other... Play school? Through the window? Through the window, yes. You didn't meet Ricky Diamond, did you? Who's Ricky Diamond? No, he was on another version of that game. Uh, why why would I watch somebody who's on an ersatz version of Play School, John? No, it was Play School, but it was some other... Obviously, anyway, um, uh, number 73, what, number was that, what was that like? I, was, oh, I, I, was ba- I barely saw it. I did see it. It I, was absolutely... The only, because... thing I, the only thing I really saw was a dirty Christmas tape, I remember, I saw. Well, they, they would have uh, had plenty of... Plenty of scope. It was huge fun because, and I, I'm going to ruin my reputation. You have here. no reputation. Okay. Uh, it was improvised. What? I know. Me, the one who hates improv. But this was just uh, what would happen would be the writers. Well, they weren't really, but the, the production team uh, would come up with a story, and they'd go right. Uh, today, uh, you're expecting a visit from so-and-so, Neil's very excited, but uh, Kim's got other things on her mind, and uh, Andrea, I don't, the wheels on her roller skate seize, and she has to go down to see somebody. So you're, all, fit- you're all living inside a TV house, were you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I was the cleaner, Maisie. With an accent? October ridiculous. Of course I had an accent, John. I had a proper accent. This was my accent, a proper Scottish accent, John. It was marvellous. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was such good fun. We, I said, we improvised everything. We were given the brief outline. I hope I'm not losing you in the technicalities here. Uh, the outline of the, uh, the narrative. I'm going to say narrative arc again, because I've used that sentence, that uh, phrase, a couple of times, and I feel that it might uh, increase our intelligent listenership. Anyway, we were given the <coughs> narrative... Try not to cough when I'm speaking, John. It puts people off. Uh, I was given the narrative arc. Uh, We were given the narrative arc. And then we would spend, uh, I think, like three days uh, improvising all the different scenes. And then we each made notes about, you know, oh, I say to him, I say to her, this happens, this happens. It's like Michael Uh, or something. And then on the... uh, on the third day, like the Friday, we'd do Wednesday, Thursday, uh, would be us, um, you know, working it all out. Then on the Friday, uh, we might get uh, a couple of the guests in and say, look, what, don't be alarmed if I attempt to cut your hair, because that's just part of the fun of the show. Uh, and then on the Saturday, 
and on the Friday we'd also do, you know, sound, and the, the band would sound check. And, well, for example, uh, there was one day when we had the Gary Moore band. I was very excited. Huge Gary Moore fan. Poor man's got a face like a pizza, but he's a very, very good blues guitarist. And the Gary Moore band at the time were famous for being the loudest band in the world. So the in, wee in joke, the world? In the world. Oh. Uh, the wee joke that we had, John, was at the end of the show, if you remember, uh, we all went into the basement. <coughs> Don't cough when I'm speaking, John. I've asked you that before. Uh. Uh, we all went down into the basement and the band would be playing, we'd all have a wee dance and it'd be lovely and the credits would roll and then we'd all go to the pub. No, 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 we didn't. We are very clean living then, John. Uh, so... Uh, while the band were rehearsing, pretending to rehearse, me as Maisie, uh, I went down, opened the door at the top of the basement and shouted to them, would you keep the noise down? None of us can hear ourselves think up here. See, we joke because they were the loudest band in the world at the time. So obviously, obviously, we had to mention that to Gary in advance so that he didn't get upset and obviously. storm out in an artistic rage. Uh, so it was that kind of thing, but very loose. I think loose would be the way I would describe our, our modus operandi. Well, that's how you would describe it, I think. Well, I, I, and how true it was. Indeed. But I, I just brought my, um, my personal looseness into uh, the working environment. Loose or loose? And this, this was Both. in Southampton, wasn't it? Uh, no, oh. it was in... Um, Maidstone. Maidstone. Ah. And we uh, were always in the same hotel. And well, it, was, it was just fantastic. I got to spend a Friday evening talking to Michael Palin, who came on as a guest. And I, you know, I broke the absolute unwritten rule. Which was? I started quoting Monty Python sketches <laughs> to Michael Palin. <coughs> and he didn't remember them. Hello, Mum. Hello, Dad. <coughs> a, don't cough while I'm talking, John. How many times do I have to tell you? You know, hello, Mum. Hello, Dad. There's a dead bishop on the landing. What's his diocese? Looks a bit Barnes and Wellsish to me. Um, but, you know, how I look back and I cringe. And so does Michael. Well, he laughed, actually, at the time, but maybe he was only being polite. Yeah. But, they, I mean, they had... Number 73 had just had some incredible guests and... It was ridiculous amounts of fun. It really was. And I mean, the, the, the what do you call it? The audition, for the audition, uh, I had to go, they were, you know, they were auditioning for new characters and whatnot. This is your, your audition. My audition. Yes. And uh, went down to, the, it was the, like a church hall beside the Brompton Oratory. Went to the back and they were all sitting there. The, like, you know, Neil and... Uh, the girls and everything, uh, plus obviously the producers and all of that. And you had, to, you went in and <coughs> chatted. And then, if try not to cough when I'm talking, John. Uh, when um, if they kind of invited you, I don't know if they invited you back. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, you kind of improvised with the team. Or at least I did. Maybe everybody didn't. But I, um, in those days, uh, I was a bit more of a theatrical role. So I actually went in character. Oh, my God. I went in character with the wraparound apron and the all just the little quirks that Maisie had. Her two main quirks was that uh, she was supposed to be a cleaner, but she could go into a completely clean room and leave it trashed. Uh, and the other thing was that she always carried... 
apron loads of sweeties, just of quite, you know, quite dodgy looking sweeties. Um, and she, she was always, it, it was completely nicked from an itma um, oh, uh, sketch where she would say, um, she was always offering around things that she would call, it's one of my lodger's leavings or it's one of my niece's notions. So I always had some ridiculous explanation for what the leftover sweeties were. And they always had a bit of fluff on them or whatever. But So I, I took in pocketfuls of misshapen sweeties and pressed the entire production team into having them. And um, all the... The worst jokes in the world I introduced myself and when Neil said, you know, hi, I went, you know, oh, Maisie, and he went, Neil, and I knelt. So all the the most ridiculous, obvious old gags, but they seem to like them. But Itmar, it's that man again, BBC wartime radio show is before yep. our time. Have you listened to it? I've never, uh, I've never my heard mum, it. My mum was an ab- she absolutely <coughs> loved Itmar and uh, so did my dad and they used to do... Mum used to do all the Mrs. Opkin, Mrs. Oskins um, sketches and everything. Much like you would do Monty Python. Much like I would do Monty Python. Um, uh, you know, so all of those I heard from my mum doing them, and I just thought they were hilarious. And all just all those, oh, it's one of my lodgers' leavings. Yes. I'll try one of these. It's one of my niece's notions. Yes, because everyone knows the entertainment stars one generation before them, don't they? Yeah. So, so we know the wartime people, uh, and... Uh, People born in like 1990 know Morecambe and Wise, but, oh. it, but, it, but they don't know like Ted Ray or Charlie. How anyway. tragic for oh. people still to be born. They'll, they'll know Russell Kane. Right. Dear, that, dear, dear, dear. You've been general there, how tragic for people still to be born. Well, no, just that, that, that they're, if it's, you know, kind of a generation before, it'll be all the Russells. They'll think everybody in comedy was called Russell. Well, Reeves and Mortimer are now grand old men of comedy. God help us all. Well, old men. Oh, well, well. No, that's probably it. Aren't we all? Aren't we both? I, I don't think you're an old man. I could be. Well, hey, what? that could be the next podcast. You uh, might have to cart, start calling me Z or whatever the... Do you think we should start doing these about comedy? Nah. Comedy's overrated, John. Is it? Yeah. Never made me laugh.